All right, this is Teachers by Day, the podcast by teachers where we talk about life and all its craziness outside the classroom, offering our unique perspective. Welcome back, guys. I am, of course, your host, Lance, joined, as always, by my good buddy, Jeff. Jeff, it's a sad day for teachers in our district. We are just a mere few hours from returning to work. We go back tomorrow for a professional development day before we have the kids come the day after that. How are you holding up? I think I'm okay. Uh, my Sunday scaries, as they're referred to, typically don't hit me till around like dinner time on Sunday. So this is like the calm before the storm. And as excited as I am to get back and be with our kids, this is just any time you get to the end of a break. I always ask myself, like, did I do enough relaxing or productive things during this break? Because they fly by, man. Like every single one, I feel like goes by faster than the one before. It's true. Well. Did you do anything productive? Did you do anything worth noting? I think I had a really good combination of like being productive and then also making sure that I was lazy enough to like really enjoy the break, which is kind of my goal usually. How about you? Did you feel like you had good balance? Yeah, and I, I've talked about this previously, but I loved the way they set up this break where we basically finished two days before the holiday started. So then we really had two full weeks to just kind of like relax get our stuff sorted. So like we deep cleaned the house, you know, I was able to stay on top of laundry and getting the grocery shopping done. And also just being able to spend time with my wife and my child was super key. She was off this last week on vacation. So we all got to spend a lot of time together and the weather was actually super nice, like freakishly nice over this last, I was like, is it January? And I'm wearing shorts, you know, I'm not, not going to complain about it, (laughs) but I was a little suspicious at how nice the weather was. I know. I was. I kept watching it being like, so when's next week when it like the freeze comes in? It's coming it is, our way. I'm having some allergy issues because my body's like, all right, what are we doing here? Spring, fall, let's figure it out. Or Jeff's body is still reacting to the bomb from last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will let our listeners know. Uh, I have been medically cleared to podcast today by myself, self-diagnosed, after the hot ones challenge last week which uh due to some editing i think people might not have gotten the full picture of how much i was struggling with some some of the hot sauces specifically like you said da bomb but um i can taste again i can breathe again uh i think i'm almost 100 percent after last i do speaking of, of the hot ones challenge i do want to give a shout out to jeff's wife joelle because we were potting at his house doing the entire challenge and she was out running some errands And she got home about five minutes after we finished. And we jokingly said, hey, do you want to try one? And she did. She dove right in like a courageous little warrior (laughs) and hit the bomb. I was going to say, was it the bomb that she tried? And we did not sugarcoat it for. I told her, I was like, this tastes gross and it's very hot. And she still did it like a champ. So shout out, Joelle. That was amazing. You're awesome. And thanks again for setting that up. It was a an experience that I wanted to go through once in my life. Maybe at another point, uh, I will try to do it again. But <laughs> I think I got out of it what you're supposed to get out of it. Right. Maybe when they come out with a new season and if they ever get rid of the bomb, we'll maybe dive into that. Yeah. Has that one been in almost... Because everyone that I've watched, no matter when it's been, I remember the bomb specifically. I feel like the bomb is a fixture in the Hot Ones Challenge, as sad as it is, because... If Da Bomb's manufacturers are listening to this, your hot sauce is awful. Yeah. It's we don't even want you to sponsor the podcast. You're it's blood money to us. 
it's almost impalpable. It's so bad. Yeah. So forget about the spiciness. Like I said on pot, it just does not taste good. Anyone out there who's experienced it, let us know your thoughts. All right. So uh, in the spirit of the new year for our lesson plan today, we wanted to talk about some things that we are manifesting for the year 2023 because we still have 358 days ahead of us this year that we need to take on and make sure they are productive and awesome and amazing. So we're going to be going through, Jeff and I have each come up with three things that are in for 2023 and three things that are out for 2023. And um, Jeff, did you do any definitive ranking here or are these just the a dump list? Mm, I think this is just a list as I frequently do. This is one that I'm looking at and I really can't even rank them now. They're all of equal importance. I agree. I kind of started listing mine and then I was trying to shuffle up the order a little bit, but realized pretty quickly on that these are all things that need to take place this year. So, yes, Jeff, I will defer to you to kick us off with, I guess we can do just one in and one out for it, and then we can go back and forth that works. until we cover all three of ours. All right, so Jeff, kick us off. What is one thing that is in and out for this coming year? All right, Lance, one thing that's in, we talk about movies a lot on this podcast, huge uh, superhero movie fans, both of us are, specifically the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm pretty sure I've been on record as saying last year uh, was probably the worst year for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is still, I mean, that's a high bar to clear. It's it's had a lot of success, but you and I had very high expectations. And I think with the exception of Spider-Man No Way Home, we were really pretty let down by most of them. I think 2023 is the year of the rebound. Um, just some movies coming out soon. Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. I'm very excited for. I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to rock. The Marvels, I'm very excited for. And then Loki Season 2. X-Men 97 as it shows. Uh, Secret Invasion. This is the year the MCU gets back on track. So everyone that said 2022, and they're not wrong, was full of oversaturation and just what is the overall story here. I think 2023, the MCU bounces back in a big way. What do you think about that? I'm going to have to agree because I agree 2022 was kind of a downer as far as the movies that came out. Uh, and the shows, really. The shows on Disney Plus were not super great. Loki being the only exception for me. Yeah. Um, so I am excited for season two. And yeah, the I mean, Jeff and I have talked about it before, but we're both big uh, man crushes on Paul Rudd. So Ant-Man's going to be great i'm really really excited for that one uh, and then the guardians of the galaxy 3 which based on the trailer looks like it's gonna probably rip my heartstrings out oh yeah I'm, I'm already crying i don't even know what happens so very prepared for those excited to see what they can do because um, what we only have like after 2023 what two more years of mcu before they supposedly wrap everything up yeah, I mean, Secret Wars seems like it's going to be the definitive. Like, if there's ever a time to reboot it now that they have all their characters, that's going to be the the time and the way to do it. Which will have been almost 20 years since Iron Man. Iron Man came out in 2008. That'll be end of 2025. So, I mean, it's a pretty solid uh, run of films. How do, you, how do you feel about the fact that we could have been born at any time and we were born in the midst of the MCU? I remember sitting in the original Avengers in 2012 thinking, like, me as a kid never thought this would happen. Like, you take out all your toys and you play with them and you're like, yeah, I mean, I, as a kid you get to envision this. But, like, studios will never figure out a way to actually put this on a big screen and build to it tactfully and strategically. And so when it happened, I was like, like you said, this is the heyday of media. This is awesome. 
And what's your what's your first one that's out? All right, this is going to make me sound like a super old. Kids are going to roll their eyes at this. But 2022 was a rough year on social media. We had, obviously, TikTok being exposed for the big... Uh, it's basically a data mine for China. All the issues with Twitter. Facebook has now just become a place for old people to complain about their neighbors. Um, I think social media is just... For me, right now... I'm kind of out on it at the start of 2022. I I use Twitter to get like news and movie news, but even that is getting just so overrun with people are just jerks on there. Like all it is is people being a-holes and I don't need that in my life. I think you're going to have a couple that kind of touch on this as well. Um, so for me, I'm going to try and give social media a bit of a break. I'm still going to be on Reddit a little bit for like movie news and stuff. But as far as me, like I'm not going to comment on things. I don't think I've, I've posted anything on Facebook uh in like years. But for me, I'm just going to use it for news and I'm not going to engage in anything at all on social media, positive or negative. Cause even if it starts positive, I feel like it inevitably turns negative but with all these keyboard warriors and I don't have the energy for that. I'm trying to stay positive this year. So I'm taking a bit of a social media hiatus in 2022. You might feel similarly. I know we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, as far as social media, really the only one that I use present day is Instagram. Um, Facebook, I'm with you there. It's been a year or two or three since I've posted on there at all. Twitter, I don't do it all because to Jeff's point, it's full of just people that are just jerks, yeah. just to be jerks. TikTok, I did that a little bit, um, but it's kind of fell off for me because it just, it's too much. It feels like everyone and their mom is on TikTok now and then like Snapchat and stuff. No, I'm over that. That's, that's like beneath us. All our kids do that. So yeah, um, I'm with you. I'll I'll still stay on my Instagram and post a little bit there and stay on top of stuff there. But as far as the other platforms, meh, I'd be okay if they started to die down a little bit. Yeah, I just need more positivity in my life, and I'm not finding it on, on Twitter these days. Now, I will say, if MySpace makes a comeback... Oh, bro, I'm there. Or Zanga. Yep, I need MySpace. Jeff's will be in my top eight, and I will have... Um, <laughs> God, remember the drama of people moving in and out of your top friends on there? That was wild. Oh, and you'd go to someone's profile and you'd be like, I moved up three spots on there. Man. <laughs> like literally must, ranking your friends. They must love me. <laughs> so what have you done for me lately type business? That, right, was, the, that was the heyday. <laughs> for sure. What's your uh, first in and out for 2023? All right. First in and out. These kind of, some of mine relate to each other. Um, my first one in is self-care. And I say self-care is kind of a broad strokes approach here. Uh, you know, it's been two years, two and a half years now since the pandemic started and took a lot of our time away from uh, things like that. So I want to say, like, if you want to go on vacation, take the freaking days off. Like, if you need a mental health day, stay home. If you, um, you know, start a skincare routine, get a massage, get a, go to the chiropractor. Just, you know, do something to take care of yourself because uh, constantly driving yourself into the ground and working too much and too hard is only going to make you old and bitter and probably on Twitter <laughs> before I think that long. is one good thing from the pandemic is that perspective was gained by a lot of people. And just really became like the stigma behind like oh, we need to die at our desk and work 800 hours a week regardless of what the casualty is in our physical and mental health. That That kind of was brought more to light, I think, which is a great thing. So this is a good one to focus on 
yeah. in 2023. So take care of yourself. It's not selfish to spend a little bit of time taking care of yourself, especially like I say that as a parent because I know it's very easy to soak everything into your kid and just want to take care of your kid, but you can't pour from an empty glass. So you got to take care of yourself. I like that. In order to uh, be the best you can be for your child. And then my first one that's out, uh, Jeff and I actually talked about this one the other day. Uh, just for those out there, Jeff's met my wife before, and I've met Jeff's wife before, but our wives have never met each other before. And we finally got to go to dinner last week and everyone meet. We had a good time. Uh, but one of the topics that came up was toxic masculinity. And I just want to go ahead and say before this even starts, because I'm sure this is going to step on some people's toes. One, get over yourself. Two, I'm not saying that masculinity in itself is toxic. I'm saying that there is forms of masculinity that are toxic. Um, so men that think that women belong in the kitchen, men that are supportive of men making more money than women, men that uh, basically contrive to the old notion of like the woman takes care of the kids while the dad does all the work, like get over yourselves, go change a diaper. And also men that say like, if you cry, you're weak. Right. And that's that like kind that. of parallels into this too, is it's okay for men to be emotional beings and have those emotions and cry. Um, Jeff, when's the last time you cried as a man? Uh, yesterday, I was watching highlights of the Texas Rangers 2010 ALCS when they beat the New York Yankees to go to the World Series, and I started tearing up on the couch. I told See? my wife this. <laughs> I was home alone. <laughs> and what about that was so emotional for you? Uh, I think, well, for me, it was reliving it, remembering that I was with all my college friends at the mm -hmm. time and like that specific like slice of life from it. And then just the reason I love sports is I think it's healthy to invest in something beyond your control. You know, it's like good for the soul mm -hmm. and just reliving that moment. It's some might call it pathetic, but I still <laughs> tear up every time the portal scene happens in Avengers Endgame when uh, Chadwick Boseman walks out. I mean, that's an emotionally one there. I mean, yeah. I can understand that one. But yeah, I mean. Just toxic masculinity, let's it's 2023. Can we be more progressive in our thinking that then men are not allowed to cry and men are not allowed to do certain things? Like, please get over yourselves. Shed a tear. Wash your face as a guy. Put on some lotion for once. <laughs> for real. And it's okay. Take and also just yourself. just in general, like just because you want to do something doesn't mean other people have to do it. So if you disagree with what we're saying, that's totally cool. Lance and I aren't gonna drive by your house and make sure that you're observing the recommendation we have, and that's fine. Right. It's just our advice. If, if it works for you and your family and everyone's on board with it, cool. But I'm just saying, being toxic for the sake of it, stay in 2022. Yeah. Get out of here. <clears throat> All right, Jeff. What is your next ins and outs? All right, this is one I've been really trying to focus on a lot for like the past year, and that is in for 2023 is living in the moment. And this can, this I think has a macro level and then a micro level. So the macro level would be like the higher view, the bigger picture would be stop thinking about things years down the road. Enjoy the time that we're in now because I am so blessed and so lucky to have my health, family and friends who are phenomenal, that are healthy, a great job. Uh, I need to enjoy that and stop thinking about I, I can't remember the exact phrase that I heard, but um, someone either in a book that I read or like a podcast I was listening to talked about like the notion of I will be happy when X happens is such a flawed premise in and of itself. Like 
setting the it's good to have goals, but setting something down the road where you're like, man, when this happens, then I'll definitely be happy. Like, no, that's a, a, a bad mentality to have. And we need to focus on where we're at now to really enjoy life. So it's good. I'll, pl- I'll still plan ahead in my life. But like thinking about something that's going to happen a year or two down the road as something that will bring me joy is not a, a strategy that I want to use. And then the micro level of it is literally like today's Sunday. I have work tomorrow, like after a long break. I need to enjoy today, you know, mm-hmm. like thinking about that and stressing about that and and worrying about that is going to ruin today. So instead of sitting here like, oh, man, tomorrow morning, I got to get up early again, like be lazy, sit on the couch. I don't know. Read a Goosebumps book, like enjoy today so that I don't ruin it by thinking about something that I have to do tomorrow. Right. I agree. I think there's a little bit to go on your micro level. It's the switching out in your vocabulary, the I have to, to I get to Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have to go grocery shopping. No, I get to like, I'm well enough and I have enough money in my account and I'm able-bodied enough to go and take care of this. Like that is super, super important. And then the living in the moment on the macro level, it's, I always go back to Andy Bernard on the finale. Great. When it's the, I just wish there was a a way of knowing you're in the good old days when you're in them. Like, look back on those moments and like i remember back in college just to go back to your previous one like being like man i can't wait you know i loved college but i can't wait till i have a career and i'm out of here and i'm you know out on my own and blah blah blah. i had all these like living ahead of myself instead of living in those moments and now looking back on it like those were such fun times in my life and like yeah so easy going compared to like where we're at now so that's what i always tell my kids uh, you know, obviously we teach seventh and eighth graders. I'm like, guys, enjoy high school because those are literally some of the best years of your life. Oh, yeah. Like, like those memories you're going to have forever and you're not going to want to have wasted them thinking about something else. You're not right. focusing on how much fun it was. Stop trying to fast forward through everything and just soak up the moment when you have it. The movie Click gave us that message. God, what a weird movie that is. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> and then my being out this year, I don't have much to say about this. Being a quote unquote Karen. So... We had a fun run with this, uh, you know, someone complaining up to a retail worker or someone in the service industry, and we would film them and put them on blast. These people need to just stop. It's not, it hasn't worked for two years. You don't have anyone's respect. No good result has ever been produced from it, and we're on to you. So just end it. I don't think anyone that falls into that category is listening to this podcast, so the message is going unheard for good reason. But the people that get their yucks from being rude to people like out in the service industry or when you're on hold with someone at, I don't know, like Best Buy that is is not the reason you're upset, just stop, okay? It's contributed so much negativity. This is part of the reason I'm getting off social media. It's half people like filming their neighbor or walking their dog screaming at them. Like, what is the point of that? Like, life's too short. Please stop. Mm-hmm. Go away. I always wonder what those people, like, do you not have anything better to do with your life, with your time, than what you're doing right now. man. It's just like, it's rough. Bizarre. All right, what's your second one, Lance? I like these two. All right, my second one, my uh, first one that is in, I'm going to go with 90s vibes. Oh, yeah. So I know everything kind of goes full circle. Um, Fashion, for instance, there's a little bit of a 90s feel to it now, and I'm totally on board with that. Like, bring that back as quickly as we can. Uh, I actually have a kid uh, that is in one of my classes, and he looks identical to how I looked when I was in middle school. 
like fashion he's a skater he does everything that i used to do and i'm like the other day i was like hey are you wearing jinko jeans right now and he was like yeah that's the ultimate sign it's back is jinko he was like you know about this i was like dude do i ever know about jinko so (laughs) uh, but on top of that 90s vibes let's like bring back some of the sodas bring back some of the snacks bring back some of the tv like with the x-men 97 coming back like that's a great example like let's we don't need this overabundance of cgi and stuff sometimes the simple approach works just as well um and then 90s vibes like if they could do like a some remakes of some shows but make it true to the original i would be 100 on board with that i know jeff has been powering through it i don't know where you're on now with boy meets world we have like 15 episodes left okay so in the time that jeff's been watching boy meets world i've watched it twice <laughs> all the way through and uh it's just it still holds up it's such an amazing show but then I finished it like two days ago, three days ago, and I started Girl Meets World, and I forgot how just god-awful that show is. Ugh, see, I'm looking forward to just seeing those characters again, but I'm kind of dreading it because I don't think I've heard a good thing from anyone who's watched it. No, it's so bad. Like, they've really, like, 2010 this thing up too much. Um, and I think they realized about halfway through the first season that this is not good and we need to start bringing in some of the old characters. So about halfway through the first season, people start showing up. And then it gets better. Just just power through the first, like, 14 episodes, and you'll be I, okay. I, people get mad a lot of times when shows or movies, like, play to the nostalgia audience. But, like, dude, just give me the – I'm a pig and slop when you give me that. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. if it's the lowest common denominator way to reboot something. Just do it. I want to see it. It's awesome because they do flashbacks on it, and it's obviously more modernized technology with the cameras and stuff they have now. But then the, when they flash back – to the technology they had in the 90s it's like wow how far we've come it just like prefer that so you probably noticed too obviously the original boy meets world episodes are not in hd Mm -hmm. on the tv and then they're like yeah they're like formatted really weird (laughs) so when we go from that to like something on netflix it's like oh whoa we're using like an extra 14 inches on our television here this is pretty nice yep it's got those black boxes on either side it's lovely (laughs) gorgeous because it used to be watched on like a tube tv and boy, that was a fun time. Yeah. Kids out there, what is a tube? Don't worry about it. Don't. Save your back. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, my other one that's out is going out constantly. Okay, so when I say going out constantly, I mean like incessantly wanting to go out for drinks, go to the bar, even going out to dinner. Like I don't mind doing that stuff every now and then, but to consistently do it every weekend and stuff like that, just no. There's nothing about that that sounds appealing to me anymore. Staying home with my wife and my child and just like watching a movie sounds 10 times better than anything. And this especially rings true for me uh, since we just bypassed New Year's because I don't know about you, Jeff, but I probably haven't went out for New Year's in like four years, five years maybe. And the last time that I went out for New Year's, it was awful. I hated it so much. I think we talked about this, how that is one of, if not the most overrated holiday versus like expectation versus reality. It's absolute trash. I remember like six or seven years ago wanting to go out for New Year's, wanting to do something. And there was like a place that was charging like $200 cover to come in. You get one complimentary glass of champagne to have at midnight. And then like you're just in this packed sardine room with a bunch of strangers and you get to watch the ball drop instead of being like 
at your house on your own couch watching the ball drop and then at 1201 you can go to sleep i know i'm getting old because as you described that i was already thinking like i have to i will have to use the restroom 10 times <laughs> right <laughs> there's nothing about pushing through a crowd of people to go find the restroom that sounds appealing <sighs> I'm anymore thousand years old yeah we we went to a, a restaurant they have like a, a food hall nearby us and that's where we went to for new year's a few years ago and had drinks and stuff <laughs> while waiting for the ball to drop and i was like told my wife i said hey you remember when he came here for new year's and she was like oh and it was awful i was like yeah <laughs> that was that was amazing so yep. going out i would much rather i don't know about you but i'd much rather save the money that i would spend going out for like food and drinks to just save that money and then go on like a vacation oh thousand percent yeah like i don't need to go to Chili's down the street every weekend. I want to go to Bali <laughs> over the summer, right? Yeah. One of these Those are the experiences the other. you want to have. So going out constantly, you stay in 2022. Get out of here. Bye. All right. Last one, Mr. Jeff, you're up. Right. Mine kind of ties into yours. In for 2023, traveling. So I think I've learned as I've gotten older that – the real important thing in life are the memories and the experiences that you get to have. Um, and traveling is one of those things where I don't know how much longer I'll be able to have my youth with me, you know, to be able to just take these trips. So I want to try and visit as many places as I can that I haven't got to see that are kind of on my bucket list. So especially being a teacher, one of the great things about having that two month give or take break in the summer is it's it's perfect for planning these like real uh recharge your batteries types trips so my wife and i have already started talking about where we want to potentially go probably internationally this summer and again i'm at the point now where that's what i want to spend my money on i want to spend money on these experiences that are kind of once in a lifetime type deals where we get to make a lot of memories take some photos and then in 20 years you're like did you remember that trip to so and so that was pretty cool i'm glad we did that so not sure exactly where we're going yet or when we're going, but there will definitely be a trip probably out of the country in the summer. And I'm sure I'll get to talk about it on the podcast. But those are the things now that I get really excited for. Um, and I think they're important to plan. I have something to look forward to and right. great good memories. That's what I was going to ask. Them. I was like, what do you have planned? Because obviously international travel is a fun one. So I'm yeah. just, I'll be curious to hear where you're thinking. We're thinking possibly Europe. Um, we're thinking my wife is Lebanese, so I still haven't been to Lebanon, which is on the to-do list for sure. Um, you know, Australia is like on my bucket list as well. Mm -hmm. So those are all in the mix right now. Uh, decision coming <laughs> soon. Dude, right now it's like scary to look at flights. It's just like, yeah, it's expensive. So, um, got to kind of manage that. Go to Europe and just bounce around between all those, like get like three or four countries under your belt before you come home. Yeah, I think that if that would that's the one big advantage to doing Europe is you can see so many different places that you want to see in one trip. Uh, and then my out in 2023, this one should have been, I mean should have been out a long time ago, but bad music. Now Lance and I talk a lot about how we are kids of the 90s and the early aughts, and the music that we have a lot of reverence for might not be regarded as like classic or like aging the best, but I think we can all agree that there are some types of music now that, and yes, I'm going to sound a thousand years old saying this, but it sounds like too 
It sounds like the Transformers fighting, like the Autobots fighting the Decepticons. There are some great artists out there that aren't getting enough mm -hmm. play, Harry Styles included. Um, but there are a lot of artists out there that I'm like, can we just stop with this? I'm not going to name any names right now, name and shame. Maybe we'll do a future pod where we talk about like three musicians or artists that just need to go away. But let's get back to the people with vocal talent and musical talent as opposed to like the people mm -hmm. that just don't have it that are getting played more. Um, so that's my goal is to promote better music, obviously based on my taste because it's all subjective, in 2023. And hopefully someone hears the, the message. But also your taste in music is the only thing that matters. Correct. So everyone else is wrong. I'm the only correct one. Bow down to my needs. No. And it's weird. Okay. So just looking at our list, you and I both wrote different things, but I think our headspace were in the same place yeah. when we wrote a couple of these because there's going to be definitely some overlap here. Which just means it's that much more important. Right. In 2023. But no, bad music. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of the pop stuff. I don't listen to the radio, but my wife and I were listening to Apple Music and they had like breaking pop, some of the newer pop songs that were coming out. And I was like, boy, some of these are trash. Yeah. When anytime Spotify like suggests a playlist to me, I'm like, all right, clearly you know my musical taste based on what I listen to. I'll give it a shot. But man, some of those playlists, it, I'll get like three songs in and I'm like, okay, we I need to send the message to your servers that this is not <laughs> what I want to listen to in the future. <laughs> Can't you thumbs down it? So it just doesn't never comes up again. Oh, I need to look at that. That's a, yeah, probably I think, then. I think there's a suggest less button if it comes up on like a random Spotify. Oh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be pounding <laughs> that thing. The, the <laughs> pop rising playlist is one that like seemed intriguing to me. And like two songs in, I was like, I understand there's like 40 songs in here I haven't listened to. But if there are anything like these first two, I'm out of 5,000. Right. The, the breaking pop that we listened to, it was all over. the. It was like pop then it was like r&b song and then there was like a country song and i was like not everything is under this umbrella here yeah i guess like, i just don't know what pop is anymore. <laughs> because like i when i hear it yeah i'm like sometimes you'll go like a minute and a half where a lyric is said and i'm like that's just like how <laughs> sick i don't know what this is silence what's your last in and out for all right so again like i said some of these are going to parallel things that jeff has said but that just drives home how important they are number one being nice to people. Can we just get back to a time where you're just genuinely nice to people that you don't know? Like I get being nice to your friends and family and things like that, but like just having a little bit of civility amongst ourselves as people, like, can we get back to that a little bit? There's enough of that. If you go on Twitter or if you watch, I don't know, this last week in Congress is a very good example of what can happen when niceness is not uh, a very prevalent thing. Yeah. Um, but just get back to being genuinely kind to people. If you're in this in a restaurant, be nice to your server. If you're shopping at the mall, be nice to the person that's having to like refold the clothes that you're messing up everywhere. Like, yeah. just stop being a jerk to people. Let's just all be kind, and make the world a little bit of a better place. And then my last one for being out is being a hater. And I, when I say being a hater, I mean being a hater just about anything and everything. And this kind of ties in with some of the stuff that I've said previously, but like as a guy, if you know, Jeff and I are very we're cool with the fact that we like Harry Styles and One Direction slaps. And yes. My wife and I were driving home last night and she played a uh, a deep track by One Direction and I have no shame in the fact that I was singing every word along with her. Which track was it? Um Little White Lies. I don't if know. You've that ever one, heard? 
it's uh put it on the list it's honestly probably my favorite 1d song but is it a ballad or is it like a banger oh it's a banger okay get a nice little guitar riff action in there Oof. i'm telling you you're gonna write it down you're gonna listen to it after we get off pod and then you're gonna text me and be like <laughs> dude where's the song been my life has now been divided in two segments before I heard this song and after I heard this song. <laughs> this is the part where in uh, Jeff's life movie, it's a crescendo moment. Yeah. He listens to this movie and then we're starting <laughs> to go on the way down. It's the apex um, of the script. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, just being a hater about everything in general, like I get there's stuff that Jeff and I hate on and we don't like. We, you know, we talk about Starbucks and their PSL and things like that. Um, and then like people hate on Nickelback and Creed when they don't deserve as much hate as they get, especially compared to like the red hot chili peppers. But, um, um, just stop being a hater. If people like something and it doesn't affect you, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Disliking stuff is not a personality trait. Right. And that's one thing that teaching middle school will always be very prevalent amongst the boys there because they think they have to be some certain way to look cool and i'm like dude if you like if you're gonna sit here and tell me that you don't like one single justin bieber song you're lying you're lying just straight yeah. up and who's that impressing right be the kid that's be the kid that's comfortable with that and stop being a hater about yeah nothing so great that's one. my that's my ins and outs I think the, the overall theme here, I think, is 2023, year of positivity. Right. Protons, Let's, not electrons. Right. Let's be a little golden ray of sunshine, like that little creepy baby from Teletubbies. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I wonder what that kid's up to these days. He's got to be like a CEO somewhere, right? Yeah, like, he has to be. He was set up to succeed. He was. It's on his top thing on his resume, no matter what, <laughs> is creepy baby. Creepy sun baby. Well, dude, I'll say this. If you ever do like an icebreaker and it's like, what's an interesting fact about you? That's on (laughs) that. I was the baby who was the sun on Teletubbies. How do you even get that? Where does that? This was the the 90s. Where do people even hear? And like, I I need a baby to be the sun. How does a baby audition for that? And they're like, I'm sorry, you're just not right for it. He's a baby that smiles. <laughs> what are we looking for here? We were looking for a little bit more cheek to chin ratio on this one. He's a, He was a diva on set is what I heard. He was late to call time <laughs> and he was just in his trailer sucking on pacifiers. He wouldn't come out. <laughs> we just went on like a two minute tangent about the <laughs> Teletubbies, baby. That's how my mind works. You're welcome, everyone. All right. So we'll close out the lesson plan with that because we don't need to keep going about the Teletubbies baby. Um, so every podcast we end with an exit ticket, except for the last one because we were in dire straits and couldn't manage it. It was a medical emergency last time. <laughs> we had to do what we had to do. <laughs> so this is um, something that we saw this week. Maybe it was a TikTok. Maybe it was a BuzzFeed article, something we watched, something we want to just discuss to round out the podcast. So... Jeff, I'm interested to see yours. I have not looked at the list. I'm going to open it up right now just so I can take a look at it. But Jeff, I will defer to you to kick this thing off. (sighs) Thank you, Lance. So we're a few weeks removed from the holiday season, of course, and Christmas. And I think um, buying gifts is – it can be a difficult task sometimes because uh, I kind of pride myself on – like I don't want to ask someone like, hey, what do you want? Because then the whole – like. If I get you exactly what you've specifically asked me to get you, like sort of the whole premise of gift giving is like the surprise element, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so gift giving can be difficult for sure. And I found a BuzzFeed article that is titled the worst Christmas presents people have ever got based on a Reddit thread. And I was immediately intrigued um, because even the worst gifts I've gotten, I think, pale in comparison to some of these things. So let's go through a few of these, Lance, and I want to get your thoughts. The first one that caught my eye, this goes beyond passive aggressive, and I think it's just straight up aggressive. And someone said, uh, book about how to take criticism gifted to me by my mother-in-law. And the title of the book is How to Stop Being Defensive. (laughs) And if you could see the cover of it, too, of this guy just giving someone the face or hand, it's amazing. I don't know. I kind of want to buy the book just to read, like, what, how it's written. Right. Is it just, like, like, scolding you the whole time? You would hope that it's, like, satire, but... I feel like it's not. I doubt that it is. Um, Another one. This one is just cruel. Someone said, when I was 15, I really wanted a dog. My mom knew this. Cue Christmas morning. After we had opened other presents, my mom came back with one last one. It was a wrapped box with holes in the sides, bouncing, moving some, and puppy bark of cuteness. And then if we scroll down, I got so excited to open it and meet my new best friend. When I opened it, it was a stuffed animal puppy a bumble ball toy, and a small tape recorder with puppy barks. That is sadistic. <laughs> that's that's really mean. I mean, the effort you go to to like make someone think it's the thing that they wanted. And especially to save it for the end as like the climax, the ultimate gift, and then it to be that is tortuous yeah. for a child. All right, the last one I'll read. This just breaks my heart. Uh, Someone said it was my first, it was the first Christmas my father and current stepmother had together. Each of my step siblings got a new laptop while I got a $20 gift card to McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that, you might as well not get me anything at that point. Some of these that I'm looking at, I'm just like, are, do, are, do people just make this up? Like, some of these seem so unreal. But then again, I guess that's our society. And like this one, uh. maybe it's a mistake. But again, like if you're missing the point of Christmas, because this is purposely hurting someone's feelings. Someone said, my parents got me an acoustic guitar one Christmas. Problem. My brother was the one who asked for a guitar, not me. So essentially, my Christmas present was seeing my brother absolutely gutted. <laughs> Meanwhile, I had to pretend that I was happy. Awkward. At that point, just give your brother the guitar, right? Right. Just, but hey, bro. Slide it under the table. <laughs> yeah, or just be, be like, just play it anytime you want. I don't really want this. That's a weird. I like the the one that made me chuckle was years back, my cousin bought me a rifle case. <laughs> I, I had never owned a gun or expressed interest in one. Just an empty rifle case. Like, yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of the Wayne's World 2 quote where he goes, someone gives Wayne a gun rack and he goes, I do not even own one gun let alone multiple guns, which would necessitate the need for a rack. <laughs> so like, gift giving is difficult, but at least if your heart is in the right place, you can defend it. Some of these are just vindictive. Yeah, th- we don't, between my wife and I, we don't do a lot of gift giving anymore because we're just like, I'll buy it myself. If I want something, I will get it. We still do a little things to surprise each other, but it's usually not fixated around the holidays because, No. Yeah, I definitely think the adage holds true. Like as I've gotten older, it's it's literally the thought that counts. Like it can be something very very small, as 100%. long as 
there was thought put into it versus like opening up, you know, like a bike or like a laptop. Like those gifts just don't mean as much as you get older for sure. My my father-in-law, knowing that my daughter was going to get buku amounts of toys, bought me like a 40 pack of double A batteries and like a 40 pack of triple A batteries. Oh, that's just smart. Yeah. And then got me a thing called the battery daddy, which is like a big container to hold all the batteries <laughs> in one place. And I was like, dude, this is an amazing idea. And it's so functional. Like, I love this. Yeah. This just practical. So well. Right. That's genius. Actually. He was like, he came over that. It was like, you using that battery daddy. I was like, Oh, it's set up. It's good to go. <laughs> got the most use out of this of anything we got. So battery daddy key all right lance what's your exit ticket okay so this is one i wanted to pick your brain about because i feel like you're more knowledgeable on this one than i and i wanted to talk about this several weeks ago when it was more prevalent in the news um but i just titled this dc universe what is going on (laughs) because it seems like maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong it's imploding on itself it is self-destructing yes okay so obviously Dwayne The Rock Johnson came out with Black Adam several months ago, and it was a movie that was held up in pre-production for years. And it finally got produced, and apparently, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's awful. Yeah, it's just good things. a dumpster fire. Okay, so then that gets cleared, but he kind of was teasing the fact that he was going to interact with Superman. But we all knew that, like, Henry Cavill had been, had moved on, was no longer going to be Superman. He was on The Witcher on Netflix, which is a great show. Highly recommend watching it. Well, then it came out that The Witcher was recasting him with uh, Liam Hemsworth and that he was going to be coming back as Superman. Like he yeah. did like a tweet or something about it where he posted a video talking about it. And then was it two weeks ago? They came out and said, no, we're completely redoing the DC universe. Everyone that's been in it before will be like replaced, blah, blah, blah. So they're starting over. Jeff, what's going on? <laughs> so it has been very tumultuous. And I actually think in a few years, the documentary on the DC universe will be way more riveting than any of the movies have actually been, like the behind-the-scenes drama. Mm-hmm. But from my knowledge, basically what's happened is James Gunn, who wrote and directed all three Guardians of the Galaxy movies, um, he is now the head of DC along with a guy named Peter Safran. And previous to them, there was a guy named Walter Hamada who ran the film side of it and a guy named Jeff Johns who was involved with DC Comics a lot and wrote a lot of the scripts. And basically their issue was they never had a plan. Everything was reactionary. If a movie does well, we'll green light a sequel and keep the character. If it does poorly, we'll scrap it and act like it didn't happen. So this reactionary approach was kind of the antithesis of what Marvel does where they have a roadmap years down the road and they just stick with it. Um, and so since James Gunn and Peter Safran have come on, their job has basically been to kind of clean up the slate, clean up the mess. And as a result, I think they've decided the only two things they want to keep are the movies currently filmed. So Aquaman 2, The Flash, uh, and Blue Beetle, I believe, is what's coming out this year. And then aside from that, they're recasting basically everyone. And they're keeping uh, the Todd Phillips' Joker movies as a separate thing and the Matt Reeves' Batman as a separate thing. Okay. So they basically inherited like this dumpster fire at DC. And as a result, that's like the miscommunication between The Rock, who thought that he was going to be like the head of DC going forward and was like basically Mm. tweeting such. And then Henry Cavill thinking he was coming back. And I basically think they had to like kind of break the news. I know there was like a really bad incident, too, with Patty Jenkins, who was the Wonder Woman director Mm -hmm. over 
her supposed third version of it. But they basically have to deliver the bad news. Like, look, this is such a mess. Like, the only way to fix it is to completely cut ties with all these properties and these actors and start over. And I don't know when those films are going to start because everything coming out next year has already been filmed. So it'll be interesting to see. I think fans are excited because at least they have a plan now. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it just kind of sheds light on how poorly put together all this was like the previous six, seven years. Yeah. So watching the DC films, not Batman, not Joker, like you said, the ones that were supposed to be a part of this DC extended universe. Watching the first Wonder Woman, first Wonder Woman is great. It's incredible, yeah. They do an awesome job with that film. And then I had those same expectations going into WW84. Yeah. And that movie sucked. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, It was on TV the other day, and I watched like five minutes of it again, and I was like, how did this get like pushed through? Like, How did nobody in like post-production be like, maybe we shouldn't have this cheesy sequence? Like, It just was really, really bad. Maybe we shouldn't bring back the guy who his death was the entire emotional core of this character in the first one. Right. And then just, yeah, not to spoil anything, but it's, it's weird. It's really weird how they do this whole movie. And comic book movies, I know are a tough cookie to crack, but I think the one thing with Marvel, like I know last year their output like was very inconsistent, Mm -hmm. but at least they have conviction with it. Like they have a roadmap and they stick to it. And at that point, like you can, cover up a lot of warts with like individual failures because you at least have the confidence in what you're doing to stick to a plan. Mm. The biggest example I can think of with DC is they released the movie birds of prey into theaters for a week. It did not do well at the box office. So while the movie was out in theaters after one week, they changed the title of it to Harley Quinn semicolon birds of prey. Because they said if we add the name Harley Quinn to it, people will know Margot Robbie's in the film. Maybe that will help. The movie was in theaters. <laughs> and they changed the name of it. So that just shows you our reaction. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with it. But obviously, we're Team Marvel yeah. all the way through and through now. Because there's no going back. And it is crazy because I think like DC has probably the more recognizable characters like Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman like are mm-hmm. up there probably like at least 10 years ago way over like Iron Man and Captain America and Thor mm-hmm. like you would have taken those three superheroes as being more globally recognizable than any of those but again it's all like what have you done with them and they have the talent they just haven't put it together 100% cuz like being real, I, I read comics and stuff growing up. I had no idea about Guardians of the Galaxy until the Dude, movies. Zero idea, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, these people exist? What the, you know, it sounded so stupid. Like a talking oh. tree and raccoon? That's never going to work. And then you see the movie, you're like, oh, okay, I'm in. Oh, all right. In. So, yes, yeah, if, if Marvel can make the talking tree work, why is it that the DC couldn't get Superman? Right. And so Guardians 3 is is James Gunn's last hurrah with Marvel because now this is he's basically like the Kevin Feige of DC now. Okay. Going forward. Good for him. Yeah. Also. Good luck to you, man. (laughs) For real. And that's why I think he's like, dude, the only way for me to do this is just to completely start from scratch. Did you know he used to be married to Jenna Fisher? You told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Was this like pre even the office? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think she was with him when she started the office, and I want to say they split up while she was on the show. Because then she got remarried, and then obviously she got pregnant near season eight. Yeah. So, 
yeah, weird, weird times. Hollywood is a crazy place. Small circle. Yeah. You can only marry a few people. Right. There's only like one or two degrees of separation between everyone there. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. We don't want to hold you guys up with an extra long 2023 podcast. We know it's Sunday. You probably have other things you need to get uh, going. So, Jeff, any closing words for the people or for the teachers that are going back and braving the storm tomorrow? Yeah, I'll say teachers, we're in this together. And I think second semester always flies by. Like by the time we get to spring break, I mean, it's basically downhill from there. And with us going back this much later now, spring break is almost exactly two months away, right? Which doesn't seem like that much. So very much looking forward to that. We have something planned for spring break that I'll I'll talk about on a different pod. But nice. Very excited for spring break this year. Very cool. All right, kids. Well. We will wrap it up there. In closing, remember you can guys can check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, any place where you can check out most podcasts. If you want to email us, teachersbyday at outlook.com. No Twitter, not yet. We're going to leave that up to Jeff because of his love for social media. <laughs> yeah, and I could possibly launch us an Instagram. Probably should have started last week when we were in person for that one. but That would have been, yeah. Oh, well. Oops. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, in closing, everyone have a great week. We will see you guys on the next one. Bye.